as a Pentecostal Christian, you'd think I'd have found this subject really exciting and easy to speak about. Well, I'm going to tell you, I have found it one of the hardest things to talk about. Why? Because how do you explain God's spirit living within us? I've heard people say, it gives me a nice feeling, it's nice inside. I remember there was a man that we knew, he said, I used to see in black and white, and when I was filled with the spirit, I now see in colour. How do I describe the Holy Spirit? Because we're not talking about a thing, we're not talking about an extra, we're talking about God. Holy Spirit, God, dwelling in us. And I, before I could um, even put pen to paper, I sat down and I said, Lord, would you refill me? Would you start sending your Holy Spirit afresh in me? Because the word of God says, be filled and keep being filled. Would you minister to me before I can even begin to think of what to say? The word of the Bible, that the, the, the Holy Spirit in the Bible goes right from Genesis, Spirit hovered, Right the way through, it's not an added extra. Holy Spirit has always been there. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is right in Genesis. Always, always been there. But it was after Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was given to all believers, those who accept Jesus Christ as their Saviour, that have repented from their sin, those who have turned and want to live a life with Jesus, those that want to hear the word of God and believe it, Jesus said, I will send the Holy Spirit. And then we're told that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now we're talking supernatural, aren't we? We are the temple where the Holy Spirit dwells, where God is in us. What for? Is it to make us feel tingly and nice and so we can shake and some of the things we've seen that can happen? Is it, is it all that can be? But is that it? No, the word says it's to build up, encourage, comfort and even sometimes correct God's children, the church and each other. But it's never, never to knock down, accuse or condemn All spiritual gifts, all of them, need to go hand in hand with God's love. All of them. We can't give out a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, unless we're actually loving. Supernatural love. This is supernatural. This is God. It's amazing. The world don't know what we're talking about. It's amazing. Let's open our Bible then to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant. That's a lovely start. God doesn't want us to be ignorant about them. Oh, I don't understand this about spiritual gifts. I don't, you know, this is not for me. He starts off saying, I don't want you to be ignorant. 
You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of services, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but the same God that works through them all and through all men. Now to each one of the manifestations of the Spirit is given for the common good. That's what I was saying, that's what the whole purpose is for. The gift of tongues can be for me, to edit, for when my own praise in and prayer time, but the rest of the gifts are for the body. To one, the Spirit and message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith, and by the same Spirit, another gift of healing. By that one Spirit, to another, miraculous powers, to another, prophecy, to another, distinguishing between spirits, to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of that tongue. And these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one, just as he determines. Well, this morning we're looking at the gift of the word of knowledge. Fortunately, it's not by natural learning, because I won't be up here. You know, you see mastermind, and you see them saying a subject, and then you see general knowledge, and I mean, I don't know any of them. I mean, I just am not clever, but if it was meant that I'd got to go to university to get two degrees to be able to get the spirit of the gift of knowledge, it would be limited. It would just be a few of us. But it's not that. It's supernatural. It bypasses our own human knowledge and intellect. It passes all of that. And it's given to all. Every single person that loves the Lord Jesus Christ, who wants to serve him, who wants to be filled with his spirit, who desires to be more like him, it is through that power of the Holy Spirit that any man or woman, doesn't matter where we are intellectually, can have the word of knowledge. We read about the word of knowledge throughout the Bible, but I think of one story especially is with um, Jesus with the Samaritan woman at the well. I haven't got any husband, she said. No, he said, you've had five and the one you've got now is not yours. How do you know that? Because he had knowledge, the gift of knowledge. Did he say it to say, <laughs> I know all about you, I know you're, you know what sort of woman you are? No, he didn't. He wanted to say to her, because he then, what did he offer her after that? What did he offer her after that? Living water, that she would never thirst again. Wow, this is our God. 
This is our wonderful God. He loves you so, he loves me so, so much that no matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, no matter what circumstances, if we say that we're sorry, if we repent, you know, God is faithful to forgive. And when that happens, we are open to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, because he's God, had the Spirit of God in him was able to manifest that word of knowledge. It's not an optional extra, can I say. It's not, well, I accept God and I accept Jesus, but, you know, the Holy Spirit, that's not for me. And I've actually heard people say that, it's not for me. Well, that's very sad. We can't cut God like a piece of cake and say, well, I'll have two-thirds of it. But what we can do is quench the Holy Spirit. What we can do is say... I don't want that part in my life. I don't want that gift. The challenge is knowing God's voice. We know there's many voices going around. Many ideas, many options, many people saying, this is what I think, this is what I think, and then they're all competing for attention in our mind. Conflict, spiritual warfare. That's what it is. You know, I'm sure you've had it like me, where you've had Ian calls it the black dog and the white dog fighting. You know, which is right, which is not right. We could say, well, I never hear God. I never fear God. I've never heard him. But it's talking to us all the time in that still, small voice. Perhaps I need to say sometimes, speak to me, Lord. Your servant heareth. Sometimes our prayer life can be, or my prayer life, I don't know, can be like a phone call where I'm on the phone and I, I've, I've actually got a friend who does this. She'll be on the phone to me. She'll go, ah, you aren't going to believe this. Got to go. Right. Truly, that's just what she's like. And she, and I go, oh, right, bye. And sometimes I can be like that with God. There's my shopping list. Could you do this? Amen. I never hear God. But you know, God's going, well, you know, I've been trying to talk. we need to say sometimes Lord speak to me how does he speak to me he could speak to me by you by word of knowledge wisdom he can speak to me through his word he can speak directly to me by his Holy Spirit word of knowledge might be just for one person It might be for the church. I remember in Perry Street, um, when Pastor Alistair was here, and he was speaking, I can't remember the sermon, but I remember it was on godly living, the character of Christ. And I knew God wanted me to say something. And boy, did I struggle. I thought, 
this is a Baptist church, it's not a Pentecostal church, I can't stand up and say this. What would they say to me? They would throw rotten eggs at me. I really was very, 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 very nervous, but it, it wouldn't leave me. And I went out into the loo and I said to God, this is really difficult. Why can't you choose someone else? You know, this is, this is really, really hard. And the Lord reminded me, you know, that I said, if you want to use me, use me. Well, I'm going to. And I came back and I, and I, I said to him, I believe God is saying this, Ian. And he said, well, talk to Pastor Alastair. So I went out and I spoke to him and he stopped the service. And he said, um, I believe we've got a word from the Lord. I was so, so nervous. And I spoke to the church and I can remember even it now and I said, I really truly believe that we're talking about holiness, we're talking about living out the character of Christ, living as a Christian. And there's someone here. And that's so ca- you have to be so careful when you say that. Oh. And I said, but I believe you're raising your hand you're praising God and you're doing all the right things but you're going home and you're shutting a door and you're putting a computer on and you're addicted to pornography and the Lord wants to deliver you. The Lord wants to set you free. It was not condemnation. It was not pointing the finger. It was God through his Holy Spirit saying, I want to set you free. That's what the Holy Spirit does He doesn't do it to condemn. He does it because he wants our children set free. I remember sitting down thinking, oh, close your eyes, and then you can't see if anyone's looking at you. I felt awful. But a couple of days after, we heard that four four people had gone up to Alistair. So much wanting to be set free from this. And Ian, for years, and even a little bit now, is still ministering to one of these people. The Holy Spirit ain't there to condemn. I know you're doing this. I know you're doing that. He said, I want you set free. The word of knowledge might be to build someone really up. You know? Sometimes people have knocked us flat, knocked us down. And we're walking around feeling we're worthless and no good. I always remember the, 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 the story that Pauline told us about that lady whose husband said to her, what are you going to church for? They don't even know your name. Remember that little story? And she went. And the man was a, a guest speaker and he stopped and he said, is there, you know, Alice Wilson here? And she said, yeah. And he went, well, I don't know why I've said it, but God knows your name. Word of, word of knowledge. To build her up. To build her up. Her husband had said, no one knows you. What are you going for? Holy Spirit is to build us up. If we just had an inkling of how much God loves us, how much he really, really loves us, he's not there with a stick to beat us about. He wants to bring us back into line though. God loved those four people very, very much that he chose only at that time but he chose a word from the Holy Spirit to just say, hey it's all very good you coming here, praising me and having your hands up and that's all very lovely 
But I want to come into that room with you when you put that computer on. What a wonderful God that is. What an amazing God it is. You're about to say, you know, that I love you so much. Not a condemnation. Not a kick. Not a pushing over. Not you're no good. But I get those voices in my head all the time. That's my conflict. Who do you think you are talking if they knew what you were like? How can you talk about knowledge? Come out of school with nothing. Tick, 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 tick in my mind. The Holy Spirit is saying, but it's my Holy Spirit, my gift. You're just a postman, Carol. You just open your mouth and give the word I've told. It's for the body of Christ. So what is being baptised or filled with the Spirit? What is it all about? It's about knowing God in our spirit. How do I hear his voice? You know, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. It's knowing who we are. It's knowing that I'm a child of God. We sing that lovely song, I'm a child of God. It's knowing who I am in him. Both my children popped in. Oh, Adam stayed last night, but my child. Happy Father's Day. But if Adam had, if he had walked down the room and actually you did get told for being on your page when Adam spoke to you and ignoring him, but normally, but if he had walked out and ignored them, how hurt would my children have felt? They spoke to their dad. Happy Father's Day, Dad. We love you. Thank you for being our dad. We think you're the best. And he responded. We've got a father that wants to talk to us. He wants a conversation with us and then he wants to use us. He wants to use you, 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 you and he wants to use me. But sometimes, sadly, we lock the Holy Spirit in a closet because we have listened to the wrong voice that says, well, if they knew what you were really like, do you really think you're good enough? can you stand up and say that? Who do you think you are? Oh, that's a very good one that Satan says, doesn't he? Who do you think you are to be able to do that? Well, I'm a child of God and I've got the Spirit of God living in me. I have to also remember that there's counterfeits. When I was doing, when I was a psychiatric nurse, we had a, a lady there and she used to speak what would sound like speaking in tongues. But it was so demonic. So, so demonic. There's counterfeits. So we need also to have the gift of discernment. We need to have wisdom. They all go hand in hand, these gifts. Like the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of love. They've got to go together. I remember years ago, I don't remember Ian at Haynall when Trevor Deering was there, this guy came along and he stood up and he said, I want you to fill your cupboards, this is truth, with baked beans. They did. Because he said, you know, um, the Jews are going to be coming back and they, why the Jews wanted baked beans, I do not know. I thought they'd have wanted some kosher meat or something. But he said, I want you to fill your cupboards with baked beans. Do you remember that, Ian? 
And Trevor Deeran had to say, you know, that's really lovely, but I really think, you know, this is not what the Lord is saying to us at the moment. But he believed it. But it was a counterfeit. It wasn't real. But if it hadn't have been so, I'm sure people would have gone rushing down to Tesco's and bought hundreds of tins of baked beans and put them in there. But there's also counterfeits that are dangerous and sadly, I've heard it on the God Channel and I cringe where someone I heard, someone saying, I believe out there there's someone that needs to send a hundred dollars and your mortgage will be paid. That was terrible because someone could well have done that who didn't have any money. There's counterfeits out there. Satan loves trying to copy but he cannot have the power of the Holy Spirit. He cannot. Can we look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 19? Perhaps someone would like to read it out to me. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 19. Well actually 19 to 21. Someone likes to read it. Yeah? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 19 and to 21. Can you read it again for us? Because it's so, so important <coughs> that we, we really can get this in. Right. Do not put out the spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies as consent. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. Do not, do not put the Holy Spirit in a cupboard and lock the door and think it's not for, it's not for me and not for you. There was a song we were singing, Send the Fire. Do we really know what that means? I mean, as a, as a Pentecostal, we used to sing, let the fire fall, let the fire fall, let the fire from heaven fall. Have I got any idea what that meant? Do I really know what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Really know what it means? just got that little chitty bit there but oh I want you know we can be greedy for it we can keep on asking for more because the word of God says be filled and keep on being filled do you know a word of knowledge that you might have from the Holy Spirit might save someone from an ill fate a word of knowledge could encourage someone that has been knocked down perhaps perhaps feels defeated a gift of knowledge It's a supernatural God-given gift. Don't let's lock it away. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on you. Do I desire it? Do I really, really want that in my life? Do I want to open the temple of the Holy Ghost and say, Spirit of the living God, fall on me? And when it does, am I prepared to say, well then use me? 
Use me to glorify your name. Use me to bring people into your kingdom. Use me that someone that's perhaps addicted to pornography can be delivered. Use me. Do I know what I mean when I sing some of these songs? Do I really know it? Do I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Do I want to be... John um, the Baptist said, I baptise you with water, but he who comes will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. It's not an optional extra. It's not a thing. It's God living with us. God living with us. Now that is supernatural, isn't it? God Maker of heaven and earth, creator of all things, living within us. And all he wants is that we come to him. Repent. I want to serve you. Take from me anything that is rotten. And my goodness, I had, I had bags of it. Bags of rottenness God had to take away. But then that divine exchange happens, don't it? Crucified on the cross. And he replaces it. He replaces it with his Holy Spirit. Do I want to be baptised with the Holy Spirit? Or is it for those out there? Is it for Smith Wiggleworth or someone else? Or is it for me? Well, can I tell you this morning, it's for you. The gift of the Holy Spirit is for you if you love the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are a sheep and he is your shepherd, he knows your voice and you can know his. Am I going to open the temple of the Holy Ghost and say, come in, come in? You know, it's an invitation. But it's a gift. Adam bought his dad a a, a box of... uh, Marzipan. Ian loves marzipan. So he bought him this box of marzipan for Father's Day. Now it can be on the side and he look and look at that marzipan and go, I've got a gift of marzipan. That's not I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but he could look at it and say, I've got a gift of marzipan. I've got a gift of marzipan. But he's got to open that gift. He's got to eat that gift. God is saying, there's the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we can say, yeah, that's great. I believe in it, that's lovely. Or am I going to say, I want it and I'm going to use it. Because, you know, if we start using the gifts of the Holy Spirit, things change. Things will alter. Our praise, our worship, our reading the Bible, our love for the God will change when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. It does. I know if I'm dried up and I'm like a prune, I know... I'm not reading my Bible like I should, or if I do, it's not alive, or I don't want to praise God. But when I say to the Lord again, oh, you know, fill me again, fill me afresh with the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden the Word is alive, my prayer life's different, everything's different when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you like a prune this morning? Well, you know what, the lovely thing is, we haven't got to stay like it. God can take us and refresh us. It's not a, 
oh well you was filled with the Holy Spirit 25 years ago and it's done nothing for me I need to be filled today and again and again it's a fountain it's a fountain and I need the Holy Spirit can I sing Spirit of the Living God fall afresh on me do I want that because if I don't don't sing it because I tell you what God takes us at our word I said that morning Use me, Lord. Use me in any way you want. It's okay. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. A gift of a word of knowledge. You don't know if you speak into someone's life with wisdom, knowledge and love. Those has got to go together. There's that pit in the Bible. Where, where, where is it? Let me just finish that. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where's the bit that says... Oh gosh, Ian, where is it? Where, where it says that um, knowledge can puff us up, but love can take us forward. If I just got knowledge on its own, I could say, well, I know. I know. I know. I know how to do this, and I know the answers to all these questions. I know. But if you've got love, it's not I know. It's he knows. And he wants to minister to you. The spirit of the living God fall afresh on us. He comes in to our temple and you know what he's prepared to do first? He's prepared to do a spring cleaning. Because if you're like me, you might think, well, I couldn't have God come in this room. I was very clever. When we, when we moved many, many years ago, I'd got young children, so I was very clever. What I'd done while we were selling a house, I had a unit and I had two cupboards underneath. It was empty. And then I'd get a phone call. Can someone come round in 20 minutes? Yes. Well, I didn't have a dishwasher then. The dirty washing up went in this cupboard. The, 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 the toys of the children in the cupboard and everything. But they had to shake the, cup, shake the uh, cushions and, you know, put the coffee pot on. They didn't know, in fact, that in my cupboard was a lot of rubbish. Well, dirty things. And sometimes we, we can be like that. We can say to God, oh, you come into my life, but don't go into that cupboard. Don't go into that place because it's not nice. We know that's the place he wants to come in. And he wants to spring clean it. And he wants to fill us afresh with supernatural, God-given spirit that our church, the body, might be so filled that we become, we become supernatural, spirit-filled, excited, praising, loving Christians. Do we want that? I do. Oh, I do. I do. I do. So am I hungry for it? Then we can sing, Spirit of the living God, with all of our heart and meaning. Can we sing it? With all of our heart and all of our being. But don't sing it if you don't mean it, because I tell you what, God takes you at your word. And he might be using you to give that word of knowledge. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening.